0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther.
1: And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Wednesday, September 14th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday.
0: Here is the latest. Okay, this has got to be one of the most British sights ever. Picture this, a miles-long queue to see Queen Elizabeth's coffin. People began lining up along the River Thames last night. Her body will be lying in state starting this afternoon until her funeral Monday morning. An estimated 200,000 people might pass through. The government has set up a queue tracker so people know where to join the 10-mile stretch. And they'll get wristbands so they can leave to use one of the 500 porta-potties or just grab a drink. Some advice to those waiting in line, bring a snack, bring a phone charger, and yes, bring both sunscreen and an umbrella. Because hey, this is the UK. That's just what the weather's like over there.
1: You listen to podcasts, right? Maybe you listen to the first season of the hit podcast serial. It covered the case of Anand Syed, who received a life sentence for the 1999 killing of his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. He was 17 when she was murdered and has always said he's innocent. Well, today, Baltimore prosecutors said they'll move to vacate Syed's conviction based on some new evidence that points to two other people. Anand Syed is now 42 years old. He could get a new trial or even... Even just go free.
0: It's finally the first day of school today in Seattle. That's after a week long teacher strike delayed the start of classes. The school district and the teachers union reached a tentative agreement on a new contract earlier this week. It raises pay, increases mental health staffing, and maintains the ratio of special ed students to support staff. But not everyone is happy. While nearly all of the union's 6,000 employees approved of the strike, only about two thirds approve of the resolution.
1: Census data released this week confirms what experts have been telling us, the number of kids living below the poverty line dropped by half last year. It was mostly due to an increased tax credit for families that was part of President Biden's American Rescue Plan. The extra few hundred or so dollars each month took the number of kids living in poverty from 1 in 10 to 1 in 20. But experts say the gains were short-lived. The extra payments stopped in December and rising costs on everyday things like rent and groceries due to inflation always hit the poorest hardest.
0: U.S. intelligence says Russia has funneled at least $300 million in secret funds to political campaigns in more than two dozen countries around the world. The effort dates back to at least 2014, according to an anonymous senior U.S. official who spoke to reporters. They also said this State Department report was partially declassified to expose Russia's continuing attempts to destabilize democracies abroad.
1: Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk about the tech war between the U.S. and China, and why the U.S. will do anything to stop President Xi Jinping from coming out on top. The country's looming rail strike has already left some passengers stranded. Amtrak has already gone ahead and canceled some long-distance services, such as those connecting Chicago to the West Coast, in the event that engineers and conductors will strike at midnight on Friday. Even though it's freight workers who might walk out, a lot of passenger trains share the rails, and more transit lines are now being warned that commuters may have to change their plans too.
0: This was a live stream with a difference. Today, a woman in Lebanon streamed the moment she carried out a bank heist to get her own money. People there have been barred from accessing savings accounts for around three years because of Lebanon's financial crisis. The woman told reporters she was left with no choice because her sister needs the money for cancer treatment. And she got it, by the way, the equivalent of about 13 grand. What's more is she's not even the first person to take this sort of action or even the last. Just hours later, a man held up another bank to get his cash.
1: In Philadelphia, District Attorney Larry Krasner, a Democrat, is being held in contempt by his state's Republican House of Representatives. A group of Pennsylvania lawmakers representing districts far from the city are trying to impeach Krasner, citing rising crime and murder. But he's refusing to cooperate. The progressive DA was elected twice, both times by wide margins. The impeachment effort is the latest attempt by conservatives across the country to block the wave of left-leaning DAs that have been elected. In recent years.
0: Most friendly bets, if you lose, you might wind up owing your friend some cash, maybe a beer. Probably not a colonoscopy. But for Ryan Reynolds, that's exactly what went down with his friend It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia star Rob McElhenney. You see, these two actually own a Welsh soccer team. And Reynolds bet McElhinney that if he could learn Welsh, the language, he would publicly film his colonoscopy. And of course, McElhinney successfully wound up learning a few lines. Ryan Reynolds filmed his procedure for the charity Lead From Behind. And the craziest part of this story? He actually had a small polyp found and removed. The doctor said it was no laughing matter. This was potentially life-saving for you. I'm not kidding, I'm not being overly dramatic. I you mean, it, it. this is exactly why you do this, okay? You had no symptoms. Yeah.
1: You know, who'd have thought anyone would be excited by a pile of old vomit? But in Utah, paleontologists really have been, because this puke dates back to the Jurassic era around 150 million years ago. The fossilized vomit found in southeastern Utah is thought to be a pile of partially digested frog and salamander bones. Though they're not sure which animal tried to eat the amphibians, this extremely unusual find may offer clues as to what the ecosystem was like back when Dinosaurs roamed the earth. Right now, the U.S. and China are in a war over tech. And insider's Lynette Lopez says semiconductor chips are key weapons in this war. Chinese President Xi Jinping is doing everything he can to make sure China becomes the world's leading manufacturer of these chips that power our phones, computers, and even cars. And meanwhile, the U.S. is doing everything it can to stop him. So Lynette, you make a great case for this brewing tension between the U.S. and China, but it all comes down to these
2: semiconductor chips, which seem a little boring. Like, why is it so important? The semiconductor chips are the brains of every piece of technology that we use, from our washing machines to whatever is in your iPhone, which is extremely sophisticated, to guided missile systems that the U.S. Army uses. And as technology advances, they're going to get smaller, more dense, and more complicated to make. So it is really important that we have access to these brains that will power the most advanced technology from AI to quantum computing, all the stuff that everyone says is coming.
1: So Lynette, you write that no country in the world is able to make semiconductor chips on its own?
2: Semiconductors are right now a real triumph of global free markets and globalization. There are parts that are made in Europe and only Europe, in Germany or the Netherlands. There are parts that are they're packaged in places like Malaysia and in China, but the most advanced semiconductors are made in Taiwan, about 98% of them. And also South Korea, to a smaller extent, the most advanced semiconductors are designed in the United States. But China's
1: hoping to change that. Why?
2: China understands that the country that is able to control the most advanced semiconductors is going to be able to control the most advanced technology of this century. This is something like Discovering the internet, if you can make the hottest, smallest, densest semiconductors. And founding the internet has given the United States massive wealth and massive power. China's looking to do the same thing.
1: But Lynette, it's not working, right? Why is China not reaching its
2: goals? China set really lofty goals for itself. It has this plan called Made in China 2025 that is a plan to evolve technology, domestically produced technology, to a really, really sophisticated point by 2025. In the plan, China's supposed to be producing about 70% of the chips that it uses domestically. And internally, the country is really only producing about 30% at this point. And that's what you're hearing in state media. Independent researchers have put that number as low as 16 to 19%. We don't know. But we just know that they're not even close to achieving the goals or getting the results that Xi Jinping wants to see based on the investments that he has made.
1: We've also just recently the Senate passed the chips bill and it's been a big part of Biden's initiative, and we're opening these big semiconductor manufacturing plants here in the u s. What's the u s. trying to do to counter this and slow down China's growth?
2: The United States is also trying to invest in our scientific research infrastructure. We're doing deals to try to bring some of the semiconductor supply chain here to the United States because, Regardless of what China is doing, having this supply chain mostly located in East Asia, which is one of the most, um, I would say it's one of the hottest parts of the planet in terms of geopolitical tension. That, we realize, is not great for us. You're right that
1: China should not be underestimated. What do you think China is capable of and why should the U.S. heed your warning?
2: China is capable of great technological advancement. It's got great uh, scientists and a lot of money to throw at this problem. Back in the 1960s and 70s, China was able to develop two nuclear bombs and put a satellite in the air without anyone's help when they were poor. They didn't have the Russians' help, really. They didn't have our help. And so Xi Jinping is confident that the country is able to to have breakthroughs like that again. And the country's come a long way in its semiconductor program. We cannot pretend like they are not capable of this. And that is why Washington has gotten so aggressive. I think the United States has truly um, is truly f- trying to figure out now in a central way what is next. How do we how do we block the Chinese from what's coming next and how do we develop it ourselves? This is a space race now. We have to make cool stuff. And that's how you win a technology war. Interesting. Thanks so much,
1: Lynette. Thanks for having me. Lynette Lopez is a columnist at Insider covering politics and economics. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review, it helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie Donahue.
0: And I'm Rob Gutler. Talk to you soon.